would you like <laughs> church would you like to talk You've about been teasing ballistics? me the whole time about ballistics you're like in the intro yeah we're gonna talk about ballistics before we get the ballistics uh, i want to talk about ballistics yeah. oh before we talk ballistics let's get get all the other stuff out of <laughs> the way first and then we can just talk forever about it Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game we know and love called Escape from Tarkov. And welcome back to the show, everybody. And Mr. Church, what's been going on this week for you in the crazy land of Tarkov, Novinsk region, whichever? Escape from Tarkov. Um, let's see. Dude, I had a crazy raid on Shoreline, so oh, yeah. it's it's gonna be a little bit of a long, a long story. But bear with me. So, <laughs> on Shoreline, I gotta kill PMCs with the you know Punisher Part Four and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm in the resort because I think I got a good spawn for West. And I was just, you know, I got, I only got to do like three more kills. So I'm just kind of like, just, you know, grabbing the bull by the horns at this point. So just kind of like rushing resort. And so I'm in West Wing and I'm, I hear shots, what sounded like the bus stop station. So mm-hmm. I go to the roof. I look, I don't see anything. I'm trying to keep a low profile. And then bullets start whizzing past me. I freak out, kind of get jump scared. I run back down. Now I'm in the third floor of West Wing looking out the glass trying to see the guy because I'm since they did the change to the glass where it used to be past a certain distance the glass was like crystal clear but now it's like stays foggy like the sun had to hit it just right but now it just kind of stays like it's hard to see through the glass basically which is a huge like negative for trying to shoot into resort for like shooter born yeah. because in the past you could i i got like two kills doing that but now it's just like so it's kind of a weird thing now it's like advantageous to sit behind glass inside a building but anyways i digress so i get shot at again but it breaks the glass like near me like i don't know it was it was very odd so i'm like dude something's something's weird is going on because i can't see this guy so i start moving towards uh west closer towards like admin and um again shots are like hitting the building but not necessarily at me like it's right. it's very odd so i'm like i'm getting super suspicious like dude i think there's like a wall hacker who's like an ultra new and is just shooting at me from a distance like i, I have no idea what what to make of the situation so i i pop a sj6 I'm like, let me get the heck out of here, because <laughs> I'm trying to keep my kid and what loot I got on me. So I book it out. I start running. I run past bus because I figured he was probably not at bus anymore. So I run past bus. I get kind of like in the fields near spine. I hear bullets hitting metal, which I assume right. is like bus stop behind me. So I'm like even more suspicious guy is chasing me down. So I run all the way to Gas Hill. There's a guy at Gas Hill. We fight. I get a lucky headshot on him out of a panic spray. I quickly loot him like ultra fast. Loot, like ditch my scav vest, grab his vest, grab his USEC, his helmet. All, you know, the basics, right? His gun. And I just go all the way to pier. So I'm at pier now. 
I'm kind of like just trying to chill and relax. It, you know, it's, it's been a minute. And then I hear someone running on the road. Because you can hear, if you're inside Pier Building, you can hear people like plain as day just running on the street. So, and, and he's running towards, I guess, where would be the the road that leads to CCP Temporary or what used to be CCP Temporary. Yeah. So I peek out the window on the first floor and I, and I catch him right as he's running up the hill. He starts shooting me in the, in the back and I'm just like kind of laying into him. He goes prone. I start shooting him where I last saw him. I reload. I kill a scav next to me because during that whole process, I was like trying to figure out if there was Sanitar here, if that was a player, if it was a scav, what was going on. So I kill the scav. Look back. I see the guy. He's actually like looking into the building and I'm trying to get him to stand still. And, he, and I'm pretty sure he like stands stills when he spots me and then I head tap him. I'm like, OK, OK, whew, you know, let me let me get out of this. Right. I go run out quickly. Go loot him. He has a thermal on his SR-25. So I'm like, oh, wow. oh, this was the guy that was chasing me. He just had a thermal, you know? So I get mm -hmm. out the raid. I get a friend notification. Turns out this guy was a completely different guy because he thought that I had a thermal. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, I was sitting in a bush and someone shot me. And I was like, what? I know I didn't shoot you in a bush. So someone was... There is something weird going on that raid. So anyways, I was like, hey, you know what? This is my cool dude. You want your gear back? I'll give you your, your thermal. Because it's, it's, it's expensive, you know, it's a reap IR. So we team up, and he was like, you want to use Discord? And I was like, eh, I'm kind of an RPer. Let's, let's just VoIP in game. <laughs> so we go into a raid together, and we use VoIP. And it's like, oh, I, I like really wish. Part of me wishes that Discord didn't exist. And we just all had to use in game chat because it's it's like super immersive. Like I was trying to like communicate to him without talking sometimes because we were in the resort and I was trying to use like the hand signals like, you know, follow me or and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. But it was super fun. Really cool, Ray. We end we end up going from west, looting west, going to east. And then I went down the stairs. There was a guy waiting. I sprayed. I whiffed my shots. He went to ask me. So I, 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 you know, I'm in the stash and I'm like waiting to see what happens. And then he messaged like, hey, I killed the guy. I got out, brought all your gear. So it's, it was, that was a really cool raid that I got to experience. And um, I wish more stuff like that could happen because it was basically without the messenger feature. I don't know if that, that ever would have happened that yeah. transpired. So it was a really cool raid. Yeah, That's super neat. So just to like make one thing, I'm not quite sure. So did you, you did actually kill him? I did. In the bush. But he thought someone else no. was shooting at him. So what happened when I killed him, when he was running on the street up to the hill, before that, he said he was in a bush on top of Gas Station Hill. Um, oh, and he got shot at there. He was more closer towards uh, power. Like there's yeah. like a hill, kind of like in between gas and power on I guess west wing side of the map it's and there's like a couple bushes where you can sit and kind of like play overwatch on the other side of the the dam and river or whatever so apparently he got shot at while he was just like sitting still in a bush so that sort of is like a soft confirmation something really weird was going on with that raid because I was getting shot at in like different places in West Wing, like it was, it was so weird. Like the last one where I was like 100 percent sure something's bad's gonna happen to me 
was when, like I said, when I was like in West Wing, close to admin, in a hallway, there is nothing like no windows, nothing, and just bullets start hitting the building. I'm just like, okay, something bad is happening. I need to leave. Like, I don't, it, yeah. it's such a weird raid that transpired. And, and so what happened to him is he got shot at in the bush saying, so he freaked out. He starts running away immediately. Right. So we right. just and so happened. You saw him kind of on the exit night of that. And then I thought he was the weird guy, but turns out he wasn't. He was just another dude that was getting attacked by the weird guy. So it was a crazy, crazy raid that it transpired. That's nuts. That's really, really nuts. Have you have you had any other? I don't know. Have you had any other weird stuff happening? Okay, so basically, like, so there's quite a few people who've been saying out on social media that Tiger's like feeling kind of kind of sus right now. Like, it's, <laughs> and I'm like the last person to call this kind of thing in right. general. I've I've had uh, like actually I've not played a great deal the last like two days or something because I've been looking into a lot of theory and like doing a lot of mm-hmm. uh, video stuff. But the beginning of the week, I was just getting absolutely smashed. Mm. Honestly, just getting destroyed every raid. Like, it's, and I've been playing a lot of Shoreline as well, and I've been doing Punisher Part Four as well. And there's been <laughs> some, oh man, it's been it's been bad. There's the thing is like whenever I'm never had any, I haven't had that bad a time outside, particularly just like not killing people. But I guess we we'll we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. People at any sort of sensible range is just like not dying. But but that's that's just yeah is what it is. And and some of the ballistic stuff. But inside, I don't I don't like the inside result very much because I'm not hugely adept at it. Just because I never mm. really bothered. But some of the like. It's one of those ones where I'm just kind of like, you know, yeah, it's possible to die here in a situation. But there's a few where it's kind of like fighting somebody down a corridor, like they don't know which room I'm in kind of thing. I like I'm peeking around the corner. I like peek around and I've like reviewed the clip down to the frame. And like the guy's like, he just doesn't ever appear on my screen. And I know that that's a decent thing. So it's certainly possible. But it's like I lean and just like crack instantly dead down the corridor to a headshot. And it's like, I don't know. I don't play resort enough to know like how weird that right, is right right um, but um because I, I looked around actually to just to get a bit of inspiration as to like playing resort and people are like oh yeah using the hole in the floor and like stuff like this to like move around stairs or whatever and i'm like dude i just get like locked into a room and then the corridors are huge and long and people are like always at both ends like i, right, I don't i right. never end up in situations where that i've like seen on like half of the stuff when i'm seeing other people play the game it's like i'm either in east and i'm locked by a squad one at one end one guy's at the <laughs> other end or yeah. i'm in or i'm in um or i'm in west wing and it's like the same the same deal and uh it's just really rough like one of them i fired at one guy on one side dived into a room stayed super super quiet and the guy was quite far away and then the next thing I know, there's just like a nade sound, but it didn't sound like it was next to me. And then I die. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well, this is like, you know, it's like two dudes. Maybe he knows which room. Like maybe he got lucky with the first nade. Maybe it was really obvious. The nade sounds also really bad. The resort sounds also really bad. It's like, I don't know, but I don't know. So I, I ended up kind of going, going down like a, de- a bad spiral for a bit after just like, I, I just could I couldn't I just simply could not kill anybody. It was like one of those ones where like you, you see somebody, they don't know where you are, you fire at them a bunch and then they don't die and then they just turn around and just head tap you. It was just like yeah. I had like a load I had like a ton of raids like that which is just like that's not even suspicious. That's just like classic Tarkov, right? You just that just happens <laughs> sometimes. You just end up in a, a string of unfortunate circumstances where you whiff and they get a good a good shot on. Um, but when it happens so many times, you're just like, oh, you just get yourself into a bad funk. And that's why I was like, well, look, I'm going to go inside and stuff and see if I can just fight people at close range or whatever. But, oh man, it's been, it was, it was not, uh, it was not ideal. I did finally manage to finish Punisher Part 4 though, 
Um, I had there's like there were other things as well that just made it extra annoying. I know I'm not, actually usually not the venti one, um, but this, <laughs> I had some really annoying Excuse ones. Excuse me. So I, I was getting I was getting a bit frustrated, and so I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm doing a load of stuff with the RFBs. Let's let's do some RFB stuff. And I was doing some like sniping with it, and like it was okay, but like people were a bit spongy, or I was I was not seeing anybody, and then I was like running into various areas and getting shot from people that I couldn't see. It was like I wasn't even using the gun. I was just dying, which mm. is really annoying. Yeah, With like level five sucks. armor and stuff, you know, that kind of thing. It's just like you've got class, I've got like a Corundon or whatever, and I'm just just shots. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know even where it's from. I can't get it out of the way. I'm putting bushes between myself and where I think it might be coming from and I'm just dying. So anyway, I'm like, right, I'm just going to crack the RFB out. We're going to go close range. You're going to go Delta Point RFB. And I have this amazing raid, kill two guys in this duo, which was like quite fun because I was stalking them for a while. Fire at one guy, you know, up on the platform, you have the big river and there's the platform where you cross over from east to west side, just up to the south side of the resort. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a firefight with them first. They run off up to that platform bit. The one guy there like stands his ground. And I just like, I headshot him up from bus station, um, like round the, round the side of, of bus station down on the low mm-hmm. ground headshot him straight up through there and i'm like right well i know there's another guy i like do a, a, the famous you know giga mega mega flank do the full <laughs> the full loop all yes. the way around up to the up to resort itself actually but outside the fence line along the top towards the helicopter back down the other side to the other side of the platform and come up and i'm just like i just don't, I don't know where this guy is and i'm always so careful with duos because i'm like the dude is still here i'm sure right of it. And I'm just like, I'm like going around, I come down the path, I come up, I'm like trying to find any, like, where would I be if I was his mate, like mm-hmm. covering the guy's body? Because his body's pretty obvious. It's like in the entrance yeah. way to the, the, um, or the west side of that platform. I was like, okay, where is he? I'm just like going around, 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 around. After about five minutes, I'm like, well, look, the, the dude just must not be there anymore or something. He must have just like run because that does happen. Yeah. And I like, walk in and it's like five minutes later and there he is. The guy's like walking up towards the resort up the rocks. And so I like have a fight with him, but he's like swapped over to a shotgun. He whizzes, whiffs his shots on me. I don't know why, because he had a full like AS Val with SP6 in it, which I think he would have murdered me with if he had that out. But for some reason, he had the shotty out. I don't really know. Maybe he was trying to do, do, do something. I'm not sure. So I killed both of those guys. And that was, that was cool. I was like, oh, great. So like get back into the stash. Like, oh, this is sick raid. Da, da, da. Look over at the uh, recording thing. Like I haven't recorded any of it. And I was like, <laughs> no, no. Like the one good raid that I had, I like yeah. didn't even. And I was like, I, I knew I wanted some clips for the RFB video and things mm-hmm. as well. And I was just like, I cannot believe I didn't record that. Honestly, I was like, even the good raids are going bad for me. This is awful. So that kind of sums up how this week went. So in the end, <laughs> I I ended up um, kind of delving into a lot more theory stuff. Which um, well, let's let's do the news because we'll we'll talk about we yeah. can talk about some of the theory and ballistics after after a little bit. So um, I think yeah. So from our our like little you know our, our shared guide or whatever i think you you put up two links which was two two changes right um some restrictions which aren't i don't think they're particularly critical but what was it flea market bans oh to be fair smb flea market ban is, is pretty big the other one's yeah. 338 fmj and 338 tac x band is not really mm-hmm. that big of a deal smb ban is you know that's 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 something people people love smb yeah i think it's just good to sort of have everything uh similar i guess you could say because uh, it was a little odd having, like, oh, M sixty one, M sixty two is banned from the flea, but SMB is okay. You know, so having that all congruent, I guess, is is nice. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a load of a load of cases that were banned from bags, which I don't think really matters, other than it means that they're then 
I usually think that they do those changes in tandem with the spawns within the rooms. So usually you get them in what marked room and other places like that. But if they can't go in the bags anymore, it means they usually don't spawn in those places anymore because you can right. take them out anyway. So it means that then you can't buy those cases for cash on the flea from other players, which is that's actually a bigger. Well, it has bigger implications than just not being able to put it in your own bag. It, it then prevents it may as well then not be well. It bans it from the flea market effectively because nobody can carry them out of raid, and you unless you can craft them in the hideout, right. then yeah, they're not finding raid, point. and so you so you can't buy them anymore. So that's really that. And then the other one, uh, what was this other one that you put in? Oh yes, it was about raider spawns. I think this has actually got an interesting side story to it, which is Nikita's Twitter account, and he was asking yeah. people about some stuff. So Nikita's on Twitter now. I don't know whether this is a good or a bad thing for that man's sanity. It's probably good for. <laughs> the player base and for the community kind of having reddit part two for <laughs> yeah exactly mental health. i'm not sure. i'm not sure if that's very good but yeah. anyway so raiders got a buff to the spawn rate because a lot of people were complaining about the fact that they weren't spawning down in the underground anymore they were completely bugged that they weren't spawning at all because last swipe i had that task to kill raiders in the underground and i did never saw a raider never and mm. i mean i don't know how many raids i played maybe it just wasn't enough but i i i like commented the key nikita and i was like yeah you know i'm i think everyone's saying they're not spawning and we we think it's a bug or something something like that you know and yeah. uh yeah apparently it was not <laughs> they were spawning just the spawn rate was low i don't know it's kind of wild to me but so yeah and then with the with the back things you know you brought up an interesting point that I didn't really think about that, that they're effectively banned from the flea market. But I was thinking more along the lines of this must be a way to counter RMT because if you could get a hold of the item and then bring it in a raid and like a certain backpack, like a Santar bag, because I think they were banned from backpacks, but not all the backpacks, like the Santar bag, for example. And so I suspect like people were RMTing and giving, I don't know, med cases and, and food cases and, and things like that to, to people that were buying this stuff through that method. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's what I think anyways. I mean, it, it could just be, I don't know, it would seem like you would just change it to where they wouldn't spawn a marked room and then you effectively ban them from the bag because you can't ever take them out of raid. So I, to me, it seems like people are bringing that stuff into raid and exchanging it. That's my assumption, but who knows? Maybe. Yeah, it could it could be. It could be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So yeah, there was some there's some other bits and, and pieces here. I think you'd said that some of the containers were empty. Oh yes, yes. I saw this um Trey twenty four K. He posted a video of him looting Mark Room twenty five times and he got like three key tools and maybe like a couple of wallets but they were all empty and his he had a cut in there where he said yeah i don't think they're spawning they're spawning empty now and based off what he's found and other people said and then i looked at the comments and like there was tons of comments saying like some one guy said i looted 75 times and all of them were empty so it's like if we take that at people's word, then apparently they're spawning empty, which I don't know if that's a bug or if that's intended, which is interesting. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I imagine it's probably a bug because those, especially if you get things like docs cases, they're supposed to have the spawns for labs key cards, especially the colored ones and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm not sure, but who knows? Maybe it's an intentional change too. It's very difficult yeah, to know these right, things. Right. Yeah. So the only other thing that I've noted in a few places is that there does seem to be quite a few bugs that have come back <laughs> with a vengeance in a few places. So I was, I've watched, the, I've seen a couple of comments on Reddit, a couple of videos that people have put out about various different things that have reappeared, stuff that was fixed in the past that is now back again. The one that I was watching today was about the canted sites and about how the ergo avoidance of the oh. canted site may be back. I haven't tested it myself. Was that on Reddit? I'm assuming uh, that was actually on YouTube, but I think there's oh, been okay. a couple of Reddit threads as well. And the other one that I saw, which was on Reddit, but with a video, was the ADS speed one where your frame rate seems to change the speed of your ADS, which sounds like the bug that used to... It was a very, very old bug before I even played, actually, which was the one where you couldn't full auto properly if you didn't have a good frame rate because the yeah. rectifier was tied to that in some way. So there seems to be a couple of things that I, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't exactly know how these things are back. I haven't tested them myself, but there do seem to be quite a few reports of this kind of thing. And it's not out of the question that something has been merged with the wrong version or something has slipped in when right, they've updated right. 12, 12. I, I don't know. So keep your, keep your eyes peeled for those kind of bugs. Were there any others that you'd seen? Have you seen anyone else? Oh, the about? Chaos 23 is tuning low and to the left again. Oh, yes. Because that, and that, again, that was fixed at the end of 12.11. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, it was towards the end of 12.11, I think. So if that's back, that's a, a signifier that it's all come back. But it seems a lot. It seems like a lot of things have come back. It's you know, got to the... be they are working on an old framework or something and then they it already had those old existing bugs so they merged it with like the current branch so you just like re-inherited all those bugs i mean that that's like my two cents pure speculation i don't even know what i'm talking about to be fair so yeah but I, it's just sure. hilarious you know they fix a bug and then the next patch it's back in it's like how does this stuff happen you know that's the it's, part i'm most interested in exactly it's whack-a-mole Fix yeah. one thing, and now twelve, twelve, Dude. and all the stuff, and then all the twelve, boop, all the twelve, eleven stuff comes up to hit that, and then ADS bug comes back, and bop that, and the ergo bugs back, and then quite funny. So, oh dear, I, I don't really know. I'm not sure what to make of that yet. There's, I don't really have any big takeaways from from that, except just maybe use some canteds. Maybe they're good. Who knows? And yeah, these things, I guess, will get if they already have. You would think that if they already had a fix for these things that have been implemented in the past, they could redo it rather than having to do all the work again so yeah that would be the thought reported, yeah if it gets reported correctly by people which sometimes it isn't sometimes they don't even know that these things are, are in the game so if you do see some of these bugs then do report them don't just use it do do report them <laughs> <laughs> because hopefully vsg can fix them and, and make the game better so the Actually, before, because I'm going to go off on one of, about ballistics here. The only other thing that I, I wanted to talk about before we talk about the ballistics is about, there was a video that Voxy had put out probably over a week and a half, two weeks ago or something now, which was a graphics guide video. And there's something very interesting yeah. that he said in there, which 
I had noticed in my own game, which was apparently, I don't know, I'm not sure how he finds this information, to be honest, because I'm no expert on the graphic settings. But if you have apparently high textures as of 12.12, it puts SSR on, regardless of whether it's on or off in the settings, or a version of SSR. I don't know if it's like the full thing, I'm not sure, but there's some version of it. And I noticed this because in the puddles, you get much better reflections. Right than I was getting before 12.11. And I thought that was kind of strange. And apparently to turn this off, you need to turn to medium textures. So I've actually done that. And it does seem to help my performance a bit. The shadows doesn't really seem to make any difference. But the one issue that I was getting was kind of like flickering grass and this kind of stuff. Mm. And I thought it was a shadows problem, but it doesn't seem to be that. It seems to be this medium versus high textures thing something's happening anyway so if you see weird stuff especially if you're playing woods and you're looking at 50 to 100 meters and the grass is flickery or the trees are sort of flickery try changing your textures to medium and see if that helps it looks the game looks like it used to for me back before it it doesn't look quite as nice if i'm honest but i find the flickering really annoying and it's very difficult especially on something like woods where you're looking for small movements of people in bushes and things, having yeah. all this other flickering going on, it really distracts and makes it hard to focus down on the things that you really need to see. If you've got a completely static screen and a twig cracks over here, it's very obvious where if the whole thing's shimmering around and someone moves, you might necessarily see them. So I've changed that. So that's just maybe a tip if people are having that problem, but it might be specific to my system, my screen. I, I'm not sure. It's, it's hard to know. It's difficult to know. Do you, what textures do you run? Do you do you know? Do you run high? It must be medium because I definitely do not have screen space reflections on. I mean, I'm as I said before, I'm just one of those gamers. More frames, you know, more games or something. I don't know, but like I don't, <laughs> I don't go. Oh, like I've seen some people's Discord streams, and the game looks like Minecraft. Like they. <laughs> it on the lowest possible like that's a little uh, that's a little too extreme for me and and to be honest i don't think the textures has a major effect like the screen place the the screen space reflections definitely but um anyway but I, it all depends on your system nonetheless so the one yeah. thing i did want to try was mip uh was it mip map streaming or mip streaming because mip apparently streaming, yeah. that takes uh prioritizes farther away textures at lower resolutions which i mean that to me that kind of sounds like it'd be a good thing for its performance because you really don't need you know if they're that far away they're already going to be a couple of pixels so having them render at a lower resolution is going to matter and then you're probably going to use a site which would bring them to like a regular resolution on their textures so that i would i'll be interested to try it i haven't tried it yet i haven't really messed around with too much graphic settings since i got a decent like you know if it, the old adage if it you know ain't broke don't try to fix it yeah exactly i had to play around with midstreaming a bit the, the way i understood it and i'm no expert but the way mm-hmm. i understood it when i read about it was that it can potentially put more impact on your cpu because it's swapping textures in and out but it's less mm-hmm. graphically intensive right so if you're right. gpu banned then it can help if you have a really crappy gpu but normally yeah. people are the other way around on tarkov and when i look at my system i'm not bound by anything because both of them sit there yeah. at 60 so i i'm not sure it's it's tricky it, it didn't seem to make any difference really to me either way i didn't seem to have any big drop or any big boost i put it on and really didn't really matter it didn't look any different the frames are kind of the same so i don't know setting everything to low for me though i know what you mean with some people who have everything on crazy low settings 
setting everything to super low for me does actually hurt my frame rate because of the, yeah. the CPU-ness, I think, because I don't have the yes. most amazing CPU ever. Um, I'm sort of balanced between the two. So having a mixture for me is seems to be better. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. All the effects off, but ultra shadows does seem to be better than low shadows. Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I find it, I, I'm no, I'm no super, super specialist graphics hardware guy. So mm-hmm. you just have to keep trying various people's videos, different settings until it eventually works. It's, it's a real minefield. Yeah. So, Try not to tie your system with the right settings that apply to you. It's a very, uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Would you like, <laughs> Church, would you like to talk You've about ballistics? You've been teasing ballistics? me the whole time about ballistics. You're like, in the intro, yeah, we're going to talk about ballistics. Before we get to ballistics, I want to talk about ballistics. Yeah. Oh. Before we talk about ballistics, let's get, get all the other stuff out of the way <laughs> first, and then we can just talk forever about it. Yeah, so, biggest thing that's been going on in Tarkov right mm-hmm. now has been the ballistics changes in 12.12. It's taken a while for people to get to grips with the game use the stuff that they're used to at longer ranges because early wipe is very close range centric so you don't really notice lighthouse has accelerated the process simply because yeah people are using much longer range weapons than they were before bolt actions actually matter now and the moa on those matter versus those on the ars but people are quite used to using some of the longer barreled hks m4s etc etc to do that kind of sniping and have done in the past I used to use the M4 for shootable in heaven, for example. It's a perfectly acceptable weapon, or was in the past, to do this kind of thing. Yeah. So this has accelerated now the community to notice if something is quite different or quite off. And it has been noticed that certain rounds, pretty much every round, but a lot of rounds really suffer over range. And I think a lot of people chalk this up to fighting, because rogues is where it was most obvious, but... People chalk sure. rogues down to them having more head HP and right. they're being tougher and that kind of thing. But as everybody started to notice, the rumors became testable things and people really started looking into it properly. And there was some very funky stuff going on with the ballistics drop-off calculation, which meant that I know OnePeg did a really good video on the headshots aspect of this about how especially rifle caliber rounds just because they have low damage relatively to some of the more snipery dmre type rounds that once you get past even 100 200 meters almost none of them actually i don't think there are any that will one shot someone through a class 4 helmet partly because you have the the round itself the damage first right. then it has damage drop off and then if it pens it then also has a drop-off through the helmet, even on a penetration. And there's there's two things working here. If you pick a meta round, it has low damage, so it doesn't one-tap because it doesn't do 35 anymore. If you pick a non-meta round that has higher damage, it doesn't pen anymore through class right. 4 because the pen's not high enough. Right. And so there's a very tiny little subset of rounds. Or this was, the, this was the case. They have actually put an update through. And let me be clear about that before we start. Mm-hmm. They have put an update through. But before they did that, there was a very tiny like selection of rounds that would one tap through class four in the head at a hundred meters. And we're talking, this isn't correct. We're not talking 600 meter headshots on, on lighthouse. We're talking a hundred meters. Yeah. And it was basically M61, M62 and those kind of things. Yeah. So very, very funky. So battle state have 
put an update out. They have changed the way that the ballistics calculation works. And I've been doing a lot of research. This is what I basically spent the final half of the week doing rather than actually playing the game was delving into this because it's really interesting and it has some really big ramifications. Um, and I wasted a lot of time because Monday to Wednesday, I was building on some of the stuff that other people had talked about and made a video, created it, exported it, uploaded it on Wednesday, actually, had it all ready to go. And then the, up the update came out and they changed everything. They changed all the numbers. I had to re-record half of the video. I had to re-record all the footage. And it took me about three hours to fix, which was extremely annoying. And that was very, very painful. But that, that's going out tomorrow and that's going to have some extra... You, you'll see. It'll have some um, ramifications in it. I guess anyone who's listening afterwards, after the, the live recording, this will, it will already have gone out on, on Saturday. So you can go and, go and check that out. But in short, what happened was the way that they've changed the calculation in the first place in 1212 mm -hmm. is... You now have a, I don't know what it was before. I don't think it was really anything. Maybe it was a token small decrease in, in value as sure. you went out through distances. They changed it to an energy and velocity model properly. So as a round moved through the air, its velocity changes. And for the purposes of what we're talking about, only, only the velocity really matters. So, And the velocity was... To be clear, sorry. when you say velocity, you mean literally the, the bullet travels slower? As it travels, yes. So it starts at a speed, um, okay. a velocity, and as it travels through the air, it gradually slows down. And so over decent distances, it can be going really quite slow at the end. Hmm. And they're using a... There's a few different models. There's a lot of different models for drag and the calculations for drag, and it depends on the round as well. But I think at the moment they've employed a fairly simple model which uses a simple round type and i think that's applied across every round and some people have said oh that's not really right and they there's some of the sniper rounds which are designed to be more aerodynamic and they're supposed to fly further but anyways this first implementation has this one model of drag implemented for every round and so it starts off with with one speed the the you as you might imagine because it's going faster at the beginning it loses more speed earlier than the later um and so the drop off is the the greatest within the first 100, 200 meters. And after that, it's gradually stopped slowing down as much as it was to begin with. Now, the, the, the reason why the, this was such a problem is that the first implementation tied the velocity directly to the damage and the penetration. So if your velocity decreased by 10%, Mm -hmm. The damage Ooh. and the penetration also decreased by ten percent. I see. It was it was a one to one basically. Yeah. Um, in terms of that, now obviously it matters as to like how the velocity changes, but the velocity was changing quite significantly. So I don't have well, to be fair. I don't. I could probably, I could probably bring up the, the number here actually because I've got like a whole set of pictures before um, before some of this stuff changed. But I think it might be just for the old some of the like. Let's go, yeah, well, SS190. I have SS190, which is okay. quite a fast round. So SS190 is like 715 meters per second. So it's quite quick. It's not a, not 556 quick, but it is quite fast. In the, the way it was implemented previously, at about 300 meters, it's literally traveling half the speed. So which means that the damage and the pen were half at 300 meters, what they were. Wow, okay. Which, and was, that's... which was extreme. That's at the start of 1212, you're saying? 
when you say previously. That was at the start of 12.12. Yes, exactly. That has been changed for every round. I don't know exactly how the calculation works in the background because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but we will. We will be seeing it. This is important because there is a new website, which I'm looking at a lot, which is Tarkov-Ballistics.com. And it's made by a bunch of dudes who've been in the community forever. There's um, Tower, one of the ballistics guys who's kind of helped, helped Vertas with like Battle Buddy and stuff like this. So like, you know, the, the real people are involved here and they have the information and they're going to make it open source. It's not yet because they just need to actually publish it every, it all. But it's, you know, it was created in like the middle of January. So this is super early. It's like a week or two of being live. And in there they have anything you could really want right you, mm-hmm. you can look at an individual round you can see how the, the velocity changes over distance you can there's a there's a range table out to a kilometer with what the damage in the pen is at each at each um each piece so i was using this data because it's it seems correct it tallies up with everything that everyone was talking about it's made by the right guys and so i do trust it yeah look it's, it's early so there may be some bugs or whatever but it tallies up with what everyone was talking about and one peg had it in his video and after the changes this is why i needed to change everything because i was using those numbers they made the changes the guys updated the website because it's all automated so they just updated it straight straight away um and then that changed all the figures and from what i can see and doing my the basic analysis that i can do with the information that i have the velocity the damage and the pen are still intrinsically linked the way they were before so like in a straight line kind of okay but there is a rather than it scaling right to zero. So if the velocity goes to zero, the damage and pen was zero in the old model. Now, now it's now the damage and pen. I mean, it's obviously it's a silly thing, right? But that's like right at the end of the flight path. There's like some theoretical value where if the velocity is naught, the damage and pen would right. naught, which makes sense in in your head. But you know that's that number. You can't ever get to zero anyway because it's the velocity is always trending towards zero, right? It's like yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Now, though, now that though, now those numbers at this theoretical zero velocity value are now something. They're not actually naught anymore. They're something else. And from what I can see, so they're still proportional, but it's it's not uh, it's not as extreme as it was. So before, if ten percent, if you had ten percent velocity drop, that then that went to ten percent, and now it's something less than that. So if it's ten, it might be five, and twenty, it might be ten. It's not it's not quite as right. easy as that to look, but. And that's that's the effect anyway, huh. which means that all of the drop-offs are now less extreme, which means all of the damage and pen drop-offs are less extreme, but the effect is still there. So a Golnik, for example, still won't pen class four and one tap because it has such low damage. It's the, yeah. probably the lowest damage of the rounds that you might actually want to do that with. Um, I it's, suspect it is very very interesting. <laughs> APSX would also fall into that category. Well, APSX, exactly apsx now falls into that category just by default the fact that it only has 35 damage so even if you're very close to somebody it actually shouldn't kill them in really any range at this That's... point because you'll do a fraction of 35 like a fraction right. of 35 to them and they will never die with or without a helmet with apsx so i believe i haven't tested that one but so i believe i di- i have been looking at express buckshot because okay. that one is 35 per pellet as well, which used to be great because you used to get nine and you used to be able to deal 35 damage before. I don't know where the drop-off used to appear, but you used to be able to do that. Now it is almost impossible to get 35 damage 
It's actually, it's, it's just not possible to get 35 damage per pellet. You just can't do it, right? The, the length of the weapon. I was, doing, I was using a 153 offline, and the length of the weapon prohibits you from getting 35 damage. I ended up with 34.6 or something per pellet. So you cannot one-tap with Express Buckshot. It does not, with one pellet, it doesn't work. You may as well use Magnum Buck now. So this brings up an interesting conversation because I remember at the very start of the wipe, people were claiming that shotguns were bugged, but they weren't doing a lot of damage, like the right amount of damage. And I can recall times where something hit me in the head or face or whatever, and I have like 16 out of 35 on my head, head HP, which is just yeah. like, it was, it struck me as extremely odd because it's, you know, usually it's head eyes or your helmet, you know, deflects it and you take maybe like one point of damage, two point of damage. Like it was never ever anything in between. It was always like zero or very little damage. So having seen a number at 16 on your head HP was just very like, whoa, that's 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 new. Right. And I think yeah. that was part of the discussion or the findings of. This whole ballistics data dump or whatever you want to call it is that as soon as the bullet leaves the barrel it's already losing damage and i don't know if that's based off what you said it doesn't sound like that's a bug it's working as intended i don't know how they want that to work because it is kind of odd, you know, the bullet says it does X amount of damage, but you basically subtract one from every damage value you see. Because as, soon, know, because as, it, well, you could, as soon as it goes out, you're losing something. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, at point blank, you get very close to the value. So there's there's another element to this. So this is, according to various people that I've spoken to as well about this topic. This is the first implementation of this actual real drop-off type of calculation, which there must have been something very simplistic in before that wasn't like this, but this is using one model for every round. And there's another element to it, which I was investigating because mm -hmm. I thought it might be really interesting, but it turns out not to be very interesting, unfortunately, because it's not in the game yet which is about so imagine this this was my thought process imagine this so you have a round it has a damage it has a pen okay this damage and pen is tied to the velocity of the bullet itself so um if we go back to well yeah if we go back i've closed it now but if we think about ss190 again so say you have actually that's a really bad example what's a really good example let me think of a, a good example here well yeah we'll, we'll actually use buckshot because that is what i was looking at for this in particular so express buckshot has 430 meters per second muzzle velocity okay at 25 meters that velocity is then 292 meters per second it's big it's a big difference so rather than doing 35 damage at 25 meters you do 29 damage per pellet with express buckshot so it's quite a lot lower. That's, and that's at 25 meters. Yeah. So the, the wow. energy drop-off for Buckshot is hardcore. It's really, really extreme. So you're okay. losing that pin also, which is already small. Yeah, so the pen on the Express Buck is very small anyway. So it's three, and it goes to 2.5 after 25 meters. 
So it's very small, okay. but it that matters more for, for other rounds. Yeah, sure. But what if, and this was my thought, what if the damage to that 35 base and pen of, of three base was tied to 430 meters per second nozzle velocity, but instead you're using the MP153, where every barrel increases the muzzle velocity because they're so long, you use the longest barrel, and that gets you 508 meters per second out of the MP153. In theory, that should actually take the damage and the pen higher than I the was, base on the bullet. Dude, I was thinking this before you started, like as you were starting to come, I was, oh my God, dude. Yeah, I was actually exactly. wondering about this because the model... You know, it, it as you said, it's kind of a global model, which makes sense to me. You know, keep it keep it simple, right? Yeah. So if it's if it takes the ammo, how does it calculate with the gun's velocity, right? Because you have a yeah. I mean, how I understand the system is like I don't know. I guess the ammo comes first. I don't actually know. Maybe it, maybe the gun comes first, and then the ammo you put into it adds up. That's actually kind of interesting. What, what do you think? What in a general sense? So in, in a general sense, the ammo has a velocity and then the weapons have a series of mods which affect, because this actually comes back to the fastest round thing that I did ages ago, which, by the way, for all the people who on the recoil one saying, oh, well, it's clearly a flat number because it says it's a flat number in the game forehead. For all the people who said that on my video, right? these things aren't necessarily that clear. If you look in the ballistics page for each weapon and each barrel in game, it's a flat number for velocity, but it's a percentage application in game. So if it says 10 on the barrel for the, the shotgun, it's 10% extra speed because otherwise you'd never get there. You'd never get from 430 to 507 on the MV153, it doesn't make sense. And it's very easy to see there because it does actually update inside the stats window, which is, which is super nice. So you have, the, you have the shell, bullet, whatever, your round, that comes first. Then there's the series of mods on the weapon itself. And normally that's on the barrel um, and a few yeah. other bits, like the compensator suppressors or whatever. And that gets you to your final velocity. Correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the gun have a base velocity or no? It like the receiver. Doesn't really. It it does. No, 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 it do, it doesn't. It does on the wiki, but the base velocity without anything in it is the base is the actual round's velocity for the round that it's zeroed for. Okay, that's what I figured. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. So it's kind of meaningless. Whoa. If you take the lower and you put any round in, the velocity of that lower in the stats will change to the base value of that round, regardless of what round you put inside. And then as you add stuff on, then the velocity will change. Okay, so so we've established this, right? And this is for the MP153. If you just have the, if you have it without a barrel and you put you put express buckshot in it, it will go to 430 meters per second. You put the longest barrel on, it'll go to 507 meters per second. Unfortunately, and I have tested this and looked and I've spoken to some people as well, and this is not the case yet. It's not implemented yet. Unfortunately, the way the damage calculation currently works is it takes the it takes whatever the speed is that it comes out of the barrel. It mm -hmm. looks at the drop off and it applies the like the drop off change. So even if you have a really speedy set of rounds oh. coming out, the drop off applies to damage and pen based on the base and based on the change in velocity rather than the absolute amount of velocity 
in the in like some formula so it doesn't say what's my starting speed and then apply the drop-off calculation it says how much has this changed and then it uses that as like a reference to work out the damage of pen so you would expect that the basically the mp153 should be like slapping people because it is almost a like 20 percent buff <laughs> the damage and yeah. pen it would be actually insane it would honestly be actually insane like you'd you'd see you'd see like slugs just destroy out of the 153 and stuff but you you don't see that at all and you even at point blank you still have the damage and the pen of the of the round and i tried this with the mosin with the longest barrel and the mm-hmm. the adapter and the ak flash hider because you can get that to a thousand meters per second with lps which is normally like 800 and shooting scabs on the legs you still just get the base damage of lps you don't get anything more than that but at some point it should come to the game i'm, I'm led to believe that this is coming at some point they are going to change the calculations so it works this is putting it in place first doing i guess the tests that we've already done about the fact that the drop-off was too much on certain rounds etc etc and then we're going to see another update to this. So I believe that changes this such that 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 it will work, and that those those stats will work. And if you increase the speed, then you will do more damage. You will do more pen potentially in the base round. I don't, I don't know. But the the whole problem with this entire system is that it's built off the existing damage and pen system, so which had no drop off at all. So obviously that's going to right. cause some weird effects, which is why we're seeing strange things happen. So help me help me understand a little bit because. I'm a Papega, okay? So, <laughs> what you were saying, I was sort of following along, but essentially you're saying it doesn't work like that. It doesn't... Let me see if I can put it into words. It doesn't add the... It doesn't have a base that adds the those mods on the muzzle velocity. It instead just takes the absolute value, like the total, and works from a percentage from there as if nothing has changed does that make sense i don't know i don't really understand yeah so so your round speed will still be there's there's two separate systems here at work really there's the wrap to be fair i've never actually tested whether the round speed does literally change in game i i'm guessing that it does because you see weird zeroing issues with things like the mp5 sd so i'm i think it does i think the round speed Mm. does change but that's system one the existing system Right. And then right. this this new system about the calculation of damage and penetration mm-hmm. from velocity, that system isn't taking velocity as an input like you would think. It takes the base velocity which and would compares be the ammo. Yeah, yeah, it takes whatever the whatever yeah, because each each ammo is being calculated in a different way. So it starts with the ammo and says what's the the damage and pen of this ammo and then says okay well over this range you should have lost this much velocity and therefore the damage and pen is this it doesn't modify it for the actual velocity based upon weapons so what you're telling me is the velocity does change and like the bullet does travel faster when you have these mods on it that increase velocity but the actual so, damage and pin does is not affected by these bonuses. Correct. Correct. So if you there's had, an old system and then this new system laid layered on top of it. I, okay. I believe I believe this is how it works. Yes. Yeah. So if you had a five five six weapon with the two sixty tiny short barrel and you had one with the twenty inch barrel, those two rounds will have identical damage and pen at the same distance. 
That's unfortunate. I really hope they add this because I was thinking, as I said, I was thinking this and kind of where you were going. And I was just like, dude, this would be like, God, it would add so much more decision making in yep. your builds. And it would be like, it's that would be so cool because now you essentially have a damage stat, which would, because previously it was just a, how much do I want to account for damage or for bullet fall off? You know, the bullet falling below your your signing basically how much do i want to do i want signing adjusting my uh lights to affect yeah because you would use like what uh m995 and an ak 101 i want to say to sort of have like this laser almost laser light gun but um that the other thing i was thinking is so because the ak 105 or is it 102 or 101 one of those is i think it's the 101 and 105 they're calibrated with the fmj round is it the or is it the hp round like yeah, the that's default the, um the 101 and the 102 i think so the 556 rounds they're calibrated with a different they're not calibrated with 855 they're calibrated with something much closer to 55a1 but that doesn't really do anything because as you just explained but i was thinking that would be interesting because that has a higher base but then it doesn't really matter because it's, that's it's only tied to the sighting not to the actual damage of the gun because once you put the new yeah. round it doesn't really care so this is what i was thinking i was trying to find play because to be to be fair this actually would be a massive nerf to the m4 because all of the m4 barrels and pretty much all of the ar-15 type mods of this kind all reduce uh, velocity actually so most of the m4s shoot under the speed of the round that's listed hmm. which is strange and shotguns are all the other way because i was wondering this about the rfb and i was wondering hmm is this actually not as effective as i think it is because the rfb again has a, a negative modifier on the barrel to the speed so is this this is changing am i am i shortchanging myself here and actually i've got less pen than i think i do because the velocity is lower and so because we're starting from a lower base but it turns out this is not the case yet so we don't have to worry about it just this moment but that would have I been see. can you imagine how cool that would have been i was like oh, yeah. i was gonna i was gonna put something groundbreaking out being just like you can get xyz pen on this round how find out here you know it was, <laughs> it was gonna be it was gonna be sick dude that would be insane not, it turns out it's not the case but that'd be that would be pretty cool because yeah if you had a really long a 153 you could output some serious damage i i wouldn't be surprised to be honest, it probably is actually well. No, this is this is true actually because the one five three is increasing the 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 round speed by eighteen percent or something. So at point blank, you can genuinely one shot people like with the KS with Magnum Buck because it does wow. four hundred damage. So you'd end up outputting. Yeah, I suspect there might be some balancing issues with with the that system so they may have to rework it but if they do something like that and it's you know properly balanced dude that would be so cool because like that i that would also potentially i don't know you you could opt to use a bolt action this is what veritas was talking about a while ago but you could opt to use a bolt action because they have higher muzzle velocity yeah like default i guess or I don't know if it's like a modifier that's on them or they've just buffed the base or like the barrels. I think they buffed the barrels. 
anyways compared compared to their their uh dmr counterparts they have a higher muzzle velocity so you would effectively you could potentially turn like a m62 you could buff its pin up close i don't know but that'd be ah like that'd be kind of weird like I don't know if it's it just or it's damage like even M80. What's what's the damage on M80? Is it 80? I think, I think it actually is 80. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of one. Maybe like I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't know, but you may maybe it could work up close. You could actually one shot someone point what blank with M80. You go point blank with it because you with need... a bold action or something. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd need what you'd need another. Yeah, you'd only need another six point. Six and a quarter percent, and yeah, you could one tap uh, a naked man. Then you've got the armor reduction as well, which is which is the killer. That's that's part of the problem because you've got you've got the round damage decreasing. So M eighty goes from eighty down to seventy one point seven at two hundred meters, and then if you pen, bearing in mind you've only got thirty seven pen now, so you're only a fifty percent chance against class four at two hundred meters, much more like BT up close. Then you've got the decrease of 15 to 20 percent of the armor even mm-hmm. if you do pen so this is where a lot of the sponginess was kind of coming from is this double double accounting you know you're losing 10 to 20 percent on damage then you're losing it again through class four this is why i think the videos and a lot of people were specifying through class four because a lot of rounds were still one-shotting people without a helmet and a lot of people i actually found this quite contrary to almost everybody it seems in that i was universally getting shot through the eyes almost Mm. every raid which was contributing somewhat to my rage i will have to say (laughs) but everybody else who was commenting in some of the videos where i said i've stopped wearing helmets grumble grumble everyone else was saying oh no it's been absolutely wonderful Uh, the ulac's been saving me every raid and even the ratnik i've managed to deflect m80 and it's been absolutely fantastic and i was just like grumble grumble just getting shot through the helmet no matter what whatever um anyway so helmets were really good for this because the, the pen drop off was extraordinary so class four helmets were saving people all over the place from 100 to 200 meters a little bit less so now but still more valuable than they have been in previous, previous yeah. batches based on the statistics at least mm-hmm. rather than my anecdotal rage evidence but it's interesting yeah it's interesting and yeah, I, it's, it's one of those cool things where you think okay fine well if they finally do this people always talk about well how do you make bolt actions better in tarkov blah 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 it's like well oh but they don't want to do something silly that doesn't lend itself to realism because they they like realism I, whether it's good or not for gameplay Battlestate does like realism they like yeah. having a realistic slant to things at least and something like adding a damage modifier for bolties just isn't going to fly with them i don't think whereas this way you yeah. can say fine well we've got more velocity and the velocity is tied to the damage in pen so you can have a bolty buff but it's because the velocity is higher it's not a buff on bolties it's the the damage model and the velocity is larger coming out of these weapons and so mm-hmm. it makes it makes sense so that was going to be the next stage was i was going to be scouring the list for all the things that add muzzle velocity to try to figure out the stuff that's kind of not usable because it's yeah. not close enough to the pen threshold or damage threshold exactly what you were saying what's kind of close to the thorax what can you now one shot with what can you now get through class four or five consistently that you couldn't before things in the 35 36 pen value where you could boost them up so that they beat class four all the time yeah conversely the other ramification which is true and is actually in the game now is that because of this rounds that i have loved because they're right on the threshold of 
the penetration for various armor classes are now much less worthwhile than they were. Right. So the whole host of rounds at 37 pen, which used to be, oh, this is the class four busters. This is the BTs, the AP20s, mm-hmm. the 56A1s, all of these guys. And some of the decent rounds like SS190 now aren't as valuable because rather than being a 50% pen, by the time they get there, it's like a 30 or 20% pen against those armors and that matters it doesn't really matter a point blank to be fair it, it matters more 50 100 200 meters that kind of thing because yeah if you look at and the problem the reason why this is so important by the way is because those the way that armor penetration works it's so sensitive in that area yeah you go from 33 pen to 39 pen and you're talking about 10 percent chance to pen versus 90 yeah. So there's, there's a very small range. I, I kind of wish that the ranges where the pen chance happened were widened a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that it wasn't so specific because, yeah, because now it was like, fine, you have, oh, I've, I'm, I've gone on the wrong page. Um, I need to go to BT. So BT 37 pen, that means it has a 55% chance to pen class four at point blank. But if the 100 meters, its pen is now 33.88. So it's, more like 20 to 30% chance to pen, which is much, much worse. So you almost need to step up a little bit in, in the chart now compared to where you did before, because you're already losing it. As soon as it comes out the barrel, you're already losing that pen and already, already losing that damage. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. This has some big, big ramifications. Yeah, it, really does. it sort of devalues, as you said, devalues these sweet spot ammos like BT and 56A1 and maybe even m80 uh 41's kind of like over the threshold they have to be that's pretty far thing. away 41's far enough to make it still function correctly that's that's the thing yeah and that's why i think it's still working really well and that's why it's so great is because yeah at 200 meters you have just under 37 pen so against class four it's still a 50 50 pen roughly mm-hmm. and so how many people are using the are using M80 to fire over 200 meters against PvP players? Not not that many. Most engagements happen within. I would say 99% of engagements happen within 200 meters, if not if not higher even than that. So for the most part, M80 is perfectly fine against guys with class four, but other rounds really suffer for it. It's fascinating. There's one other element, which some of this like some of this stuff's going to be in the video. The video is kind of more scaled down, obviously. There's another really interesting effect is that when you look at the the charts for how the mm-hmm. velocity degrades, the yes. way that the model functions is that it's it it's basically a straight line until oh. you get towards the speed of sound, roughly. Okay, and then once you're under the speed of sound, the velocity drop off is actually much lower. I don't know. I'm no expert on oh. RL ballistics, but I'm led to believe that maybe maybe it's the turbulence caused by being supersonic in the first place that causes a lot more. I mean, it's going really fast, so that causes a lot more drag just in, in the first place, right? It's like the vehicle going at 100 down the motorway rather than 50. That's mm-hmm. you know, You've got a lot more drag on the one at 100, so as it yeah. slows down, you get less drag. But there's a distinct tail-off once you get to those okay. kind of speeds. It's kind of the sort of, uh, let's see. So for this one, yeah, it's about, it's about the, once you drop under about 400 meters per second, then it really starts to tail off. Now, the interesting part about that, sorry, what were you going to say before I So it continue? moves, instead of being more 
linear, we'll say it's or smooths out where it's yeah, it becomes less impactful. So okay. yeah, you yeah. lose from I'm I'm back on what am I on? I'm on M eighty now. So from start your starting speed to two hundred meters, you lose ten percent of your speed. To four hundred mm-hmm. meters, you lose another ten. So you basically lose twenty percent of your speed. To six hundred meters, you then lose. I mean, it's it's not quite another ten. It's like another seven and a half. Okay, up to six hundred meters. But then after that, like six hundred meters to eight hundred meters, you lose like four percent. And after that, it's like another three percent or something. So it really it really tails out as the round gets really slow towards the end of its trajectory. It does make the drop quite extreme. To be fair, but anyway, what I, what I was going to say, and the interesting part mm-hmm. about this is that this means that subsonic rounds, because they so already start in the subsonic category, right. hardly drop off at all. That's, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. But the interesting, in real life, I guess you would say that, well, a round with high energy still probably does decent. I mean, it depends on how on how these rounds, are, you know, are implemented or whatever. But like a, a round that's traveling at that's supposed to be sub, the supersonic that is traveling at four hundred meters per second, and a round that's supposed to be subsonic traveling at four hundred meters per second. I mean, that's not subsonic, but whatever. Bear with me. The, the numbers don't really matter. What's the energy of those rounds? And I guess the subsonic rounds are designed to be dealing damage at these lower speeds in the first place. They're designed in such a way because they're bigger or heavier, or you know, they have mm-hmm. they're penetrators that are designed to do that specifically but what that means in in this is that that drop-off is just so much lower and yeah they're harder to shoot with because they're slower in the first place but something like yeah the the ss190 for the p90 versus sb193 sb193 stays pretty devastating through for a long time probably probably longer than you can shoot it in any reasonable way i would say so it's kind of almost on its head. The subsonic rounds are actually much better at damage and pen at range than their right. supersonic counterparts, but they're much harder to hit at range. Yeah, yeah. There's a weird relationship there. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which is kind of interesting. And it's compounded and made more difficult by the fact that the zeroing doesn't work for those rounds. So it makes it very hard to hit at those yeah. ranges. But still, but, it's, you know, if you say 100 meters compared to two... I maybe a hundred meters is a little too close because I don't know. Maybe like a hundred fifty, I'll say. So SS one ninety three versus one ninety, you probably would be even. Well, let's see. What's what's the? I know the pin for. I've already done. I've already done the maths on this. Okay, yeah, the go cost, ahead. The crossover, the crossover point for one nine three versus one ninety. This is why I used it as an example because I've already looked at it as well. Yeah, the crossover okay. point is one hundred and five meters. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, 193 that's... is better than 190 on pen, specifically. 193 okay. is better on damage at all levels because it does more damage in the first place, and 190 drops off faster than 193 does. So 193 is always oh, better dude, on damage. That's and at 100 so meters, weird. Before they, and this is one of the reasons. So my, my videos kind of had like some of the teeth taken out of it a little bit by this update because before the update, the, the crossover point was 40 meters. 40, 40. Oh, that's... Which is... Yeah, that's so. This was really big before. It's not as big as it's it's not as big as it was, right? It's still interesting, but it's not quite as like whoa, groundbreaking. Like I should be using one nine three all the time. It's it's not quite 
like it was on that sense. But it's still interesting. I still think I haven't scrapped the entire thing. I've 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 still put I've changed the numbers and put my findings out. But this was this was huge, and now it's just like kind of interesting and good to good to know. You know, so like just just as like a theory craft in in the old back when the crossover point was forty, mm-hmm. it was I think of it like, do I take the SS one ninety because it has a little bit closer pin point blank over the SS-193. And also, if I have a hammer scope, there's less drop-off, so it's easier to shoot. Or do I take the 193 that's just good in between that whole range and a little bit further out, but has worse dam- like not damage fall-off, but bullet travel. You know, it's it's such a weird thing dude that's so weird it was actually kind of more interesting the way it was in some ways from a pure like, yeah ignoring bullets and real right. life and any of that stuff from a pure game choices perspective yeah. it was kind of more interesting with a 40 meter or 50 meter crossover in my opinion the mp7 was similar the mp7 was because it's got a bigger gap because 193 versus 190 is only two pen difference mm-hmm. is why the crossover point was so close the, the fmjs versus subsonics was a four pen gap so that was 60 meters and that's now 110 meters no one's using an mp7 110 meters no, no i don't think so that's not really this kind of if you point. are you're spraying and praying baby <laughs> yeah exactly but it yeah because also you get the recoil reduction from most of the subsonic rounds so yeah, it's actually. like it makes it even more do i have this for this one niece situation or do i go with like the generally overall good strengths in between like close and mid but pretty bad at long or do i go for this one because it's decent at long but then there's damage drop off and pin drop off and extra recoil like there's so much going on it's it's pretty cool i hope they really explore the system and god dude if, if they can get the muzzle attachments working and like the barrel lanes working like god that'd be that would be so cool then you would have even more interesting trade-offs i mean right now i kind of feel like long barrel is pretty meta just just purely for recoil reduction i think there's some cases where i was looking at some scar builds like for the scar l and scar h because someone posted on discord something interesting with recoil how the scar l recoil pattern we'll say is very horizontal whereas the m4 is very more like a v shape like it it jumps the scar seems to jump up pretty much 90 percent of the time whereas the m4 half the time it will jump up when you when you're just single tapping you let and you let the gun rest back to neutral Mm -hmm. it tend to jump like up and like way to the left or way to the right and it's like you can build them where they have the same horizontal stat and you still get that behavior so i don't know there's just there's something kind of weird going on there but anyways i was looking at some builds for and whatnot and if you like really kid out a scar and you put on like the the meta handguard and you know, long barrel, meta suppressor, all that stuff. Like the Ergo's kind of bad on both of them. Like 30, 35, oh, really? 37. Yeah, it gets kind of I mean, don't put a don't put a drum mag on a Scar L because dude. Yeah, so the if you really kid them out, but if you go with like the medium leaf barrel, you 
you kind of you lose some recoil, but you get a fair amount of ergo. And yeah, with with potentially this system that we're theorycrafting coming in, it would make it, dude. Because now you would you would going with a shorter barrel, you would lose potentially damage that you could have had and pin from up close with a longer barrel. I don't know. It's so weird, man. It's it's exciting it stuff. Is. It is. Uh, it's it's cool. It's cool. I think I feel like this is in line with what they want, right? They want people to. Yes. Prepare, research, investigate this kind of stuff. The system's complicated enough and realistic, like that. Yeah. If you look at your damage tables, and you know, it's maybe not realistic itself, but if you pour over the tables and speak to people, understand how the system functions and that kind of thing, I think this is a great world that we're in right now, where we've got these guys making this this system on the website mm-hmm. where and again it's tarkov hyphen ballistics.com where there's going to be open source and you're going to see the calculations and the community is actually going to be able to build upon the work that the amazing work that they've already done to be fair as a first take this website is insane yeah to be clear it has pages for every ammo range charts with penetration power and damage for every bullet it has penetration chance for every round at every range but no for, sorry, for 100 meters, that's against every class, though. And then there's a whole bunch of estimates on armor damage, blunt damage, and shots to pen chance for every bullet. So there's a lot of, there's a ton of stuff in there at the moment. And there's a handbook that they're going to build, and then they're going to make all the formulas open source so that people can do various things. So as the system gets more complicated, we'll be able to make these choices, because this is the thing, without this information, we've talked about this previously, that without the information in this kind of format, you, you're not able to make the choices at all because right. it's just random. If you don't know what effect it has, whether it does work or yeah. it doesn't work, then you won't be able to make that choice of, well, do I? where's the cross, Where's the crossover point between these two rounds? How does the recoil affect it? If I put on this and that and the other attachment, what's that going to do to the velocity of the round? And how's that going to change the, the energy? Which How's that going to change then the damage and the penetration? Those decisions can't be made unless you know the information. And so the system may as well not be in the game mm-hmm. because you can't use the information to do the interesting thing. So I'm hoping that they get to where they want to be on it and that we still... I don't know how... I don't really know if there's an official stance from BSG on the website or anything, like the way that they've done it or whatever, but I don't see it as any different to something like No Foods Charts or Veritas sure, Battle Buddy the, or whichever. The wiki a, even. Yeah, the wiki is a tool for players. to. It's, it's loot tables and that kind of thing, in-game stuff like that, I understand, but mm-hmm. about ballistical information and ranging tables and that kind of thing. Those things exist in real life for shooters to use to try to understand the performance of their weapons. So this, to me, seems like the same thing. People spending their time researching, understanding how the weapon's performance works. It's, it seems part of the preparation that BSG are talking about. Yeah. Maybe they'll take a different view. I, I don't know. But I hope that they take that side of it and that we continue to be able to look at this stuff and come to some interesting conclusions because it's, it's good. And also, it allows us to Bug, bug test too as we've seen yeah that's a major point for sure i mean i'm sure bsg has their own models but uh you know when you're working seven days a week 20 hour shifts on a game that's been in development for five years you know sometimes stuff slips through the cracks so yeah i think it's good that um and i hope that one day bsg implement gamifies 
have some sort of implementation of these charts and data within the game and it's gamified somehow it's kind of a nice balance because i i just don't think it's realistic to even if you were an elite spec ops trained military person that you would have a reasonable grasp of how this gun is gonna or ammo is gonna perform in the game because at the end of the day it it is a you know just a bunch of systems it's mm-hmm. it is realistic absolutely but it's been gamified it's gamified realism so um yeah yeah i, I, just, I actually agree with you i, agree I just, with you. I I just is, hope yeah that they at some point because it is you know as much as i love the depth and and the hardcoreness of it and having all these interesting systems god dude it's just like the it's so for the new player and the new guy trying to get into the game it's it's really it's a uphill battle man they just they base they're just like yeah you know there's really nothing in the game for them they have to go on outside sources and it's not exactly everyone's um things that people are accustomed to i guess so. Yeah, exactly. I think the the problem is is that once you take, and I've said this a few places around comments and speaking to a few people and whatever. The problem is is that one when you take a system which is realistic, like in terms of the ballistics, like it is now, mm-hmm. that system finishes and the armor system then begins. And the way the armor is implemented with what we've always talked about, about the penetration chance and durability and that kind of stuff, which is fairly simplistic in that sense. It's all pen chances and calculation rolls Mm -hmm. and durability hitboxes, I suppose you should say. That system is inherently gamey. Yeah. And so the problem that you have is that you've got this realistic system, which is all well and good, but that translates through to damage and pen. And damage and pen is all based around breakpoints and thresholds. And breakpoints yeah. and thresholds is the gamey part where yeah. and the, the, the round the round velocity decreases and mitigation and that kind of stuff is the realistic part. But then it comes to the point where, okay, well if the if it's 38 or 37 or 39 pen, I don't care. If it goes to 36 or 35 or 34 pen, I do care. Right. That's then where it becomes more of a problem because you've got those two systems interacting and it's got a realistic system interacting with a non-realistic system and then it stops making as much... It's, it stops being realistic the moment you're deciding on whether to take a round with you because it does 38 or 36 based on how far you're shooting. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. So kind of my takeaway now is overpin and over damage is kind of valuable depending on the initial muzzle velocity of the of the weapon. There's <laughs> a bit of a TM there at the or a, what is that called? Parentheses, I don't know. Uh, yeah, cool stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's it's very interesting. So I, I've spent most of my week looking at that and thinking about yeah the implications of that and how that's going to affect really everything because it changes so much stuff. It has the potential to change so many different systems and the the way that it interacts with armor and what weapons you use and yeah and that kind of thing. But I think right now it is not changing too much other than that you still have to be careful with 
the rifle rounds at longer ranges, especially the ones with lower damage. So M nine M five. The thing is, having forty damage, even though it's not as bad as it was, having forty damage on its own, you only need twelve point five percent mitigation anyway for it not to headshot somebody. So if a bit of that comes from the helmet because it's got lower pen when it gets there, and a bit of that comes from the the distance, then you're right. already not not headshotting somebody. And I really do think there was actually a whole bunch of chat. There's a there's a Discord for this website as well. Oh, is there? Which is where I was chatting to some of the guys. And people were brainstorming a little bit about what they should do. And I'm actually now more of a firm believer that they should just change the head HP because I'm of the opinion that no matter what, if the helmet gets penned by round, you should die. I'm right. a, honestly, that's my opinion. And I I think most people are on that wavelength as well. If your helmet gets penned by M nine oh five, you should die. And there's not really any two ways about that. Same with APSX. If it pens a helmet, you should be dead. There's, that's what the mechanic is for, not to leave you on four head HP. It's just stupid. So yeah. I think, I just think that the, the head HP, some, something needs to be changed. The easiest way, I don't know what the other knock-on effects would be, but the easiest change would just be to change the head HP from 35 to 20 or something so that you die much more consistently from that. I, there could be some serious ramifications, but they could like manually code in. This is probably like not the way to do it. <laughs> But they could like, fix well, they could manually code in where if the bullet pins, you die instantly. So no matter what, if it's, you know, a nine millimeter from a thousand meters away that pins your tank helmet that you have on, mm-hmm. you're dead no matter what. Even if the round does one damage, if it pins, you're, you're dead. Like I said, there's yeah. probably some serious ramifications and there's <laughs> it's probably not a good thing to code because you probably have to add it's it's either you add it as a zip and there's a a separate I guess parent that layers on top of the already existing branch. Or you apply it to individually all the, the minute branches, which is like it just sounds like a pain in the ass. So I don't know, but yeah, I guess they could even they could elongate the system for stomach is one and a half times, arms are point seven. That's true too. That's head true is too. Times five for bullets. Right. Yeah, I could see so that. Shrapnel or barbed wire or general <laughs> grenade he explosion stuff. Things that apply like on the whole body. Mm-hmm. They stay as they are. But if you get hit in the head with a with a round, then there's a multiplier. Does that apply to blunt damage? Oh no, though? but that's not. I'm sorry, that's that's not, that's for black limbs actually. But it'd be something similar. It'd be something similar where there's just a head right. multiplier. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of same effect. What I'm trying to do, and I think this is the thing. It doesn't really matter how they'd implement it from our sure. perspective as lay, lay people from coding. The, the, <laughs> the thing is, is that we want to amplify the bullet damage and leave everything else the way it is, because otherwise there might be some kooky effects on the side that we haven't thought about properly, like shrapnel or barbed wire like imagine you tick one on the barbed wire and you right, instantly you die, die. You've got a 25 exactly. multiplier on it or something stupid yeah. little head hp is one now yep. whatever i w- it's nice to keep it simple and keep it in the game but i i do i do think that should be the case i don't think people should be surviving yeah. headshots of 200 meters from a golnik without a helmet on and that kind of right. thing right that that does start to feel really bad i mean i i even have a bit of a gripe shooting nakeds with m80 it's like really you know you're naked, dude. I just touched the thorax. How are you? You should be collapsed right now. 
I mean, maybe you know you, you get knocked off you running and you have to like crawl to, to the loot to shove your butt speaking of which excellent transition i know loot house as it's called i've been seeing a lot of streamers streams and a lot of i should i don't want to say a lot but there's a lot of naked men shoving mysterious objects up their butts coins <laughs> Iridium. I don't think that's safe to go up there. <laughs> but it, it does. It, I have seen. I'm trying to think who it might have been Willers actually. He was voiping with a guy in one of his videos, and you know the guy comes around a corner and he's like, "Yeah, I got a hatchet out." And he was like, "Oh, you're a hatcher?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm down really bad, man." He's like, "Oh, what level are you?" He's like 39 or something. He's like 39. You're a hatcher. Dude, the loot on that map, I haven't played it, but it looks pretty insane. Like, I from the videos I've seen, I'm starting to learn what I'm planning to do. I think I said it a few podcasts ago, but I'm going to go there once I have, like, every single freaking lighthouse quest possible. <laughs> and I'm going to do, like, as many as I can in one run. It's going to be insane. Bring have to bring, like, nine freaking markers in my container and three more in my backpack or something. But, um... Yeah, dude, the loot's insane there. It's just like high value spawn after high value spawn in like each individual building slash location. Yeah, man. Loot house, think, dude. Yeah, because I haven't really played it. I think, as I said before, I was not going to, I think it was similar to you, I was not going to focus on it and focus on questing and, and that kind of thing because I don't really have much spare time in gameplay terms to not be focusing on the things that I need to do because it's going to take me a long enough time to do the things that I need to do right. before I go and do random stuff on Lighthouse. Are you Usec, by the way? Bear. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Okay, well, you got your work cut out for you, so yeah. I'm Usec at least. I can I can wander around Lighthouse, not too mm -hmm. bad. But most of my experience comes from Early Wipe playing Scav on Lighthouse before they changed the rogues so that they just didn't shoot player Scavs. And so I got... A ton of stuff. That's when I had my story about the M80s, and I had the 150 M80s, yeah. and they were selling for 3,000, 4,000 per round. But you go to any spawn, the toolboxes, loot, loose loot on top of random boxes, whichever, and it's just even there. You're not talking crazy high value bitcoins or anything inside the areas that are already swept through by most PMCs. You're just talking like screws, bolts, high value mm. thingies, whatever. Yeah, I've completely forgotten all of the loose loot items off the top of my head but <laughs> what you know what i mean so you'll go in with a regular size bag and you'll come out and everything is 20 to 30k per slot not even wandering around interchange and you're getting 10k everything is hot 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 and that was my impression when i went and people are dead everywhere bears getting sniped constantly across the map you wonder coming yeah. across pmcs continuously who've been shot up on the cliffs and on the hills the worst part is the random minefields all over the place that you don't know where they are trying to get up into those nice hot spots because some of them don't even have any signs and you're wandering through and then you just blow up and you have to try and walk on the rocks but it's the floor's made of lava around the outside <laughs> of, of the road camp it's crazy but i think the rest of the map if you just ignore the road camp there's quite a lot of other map to it although it does seem to be, here's the rogue killing centre, and then there's a big right. road, which is the sniper killing centre for PMCs parked on the rocks. And then there's the villa killing centre up here, and that right. seems to be how the map is done. But I've not played a great deal of PMC on there, mainly Scav. But it 
I agree the loot is still crazy. I think it'll be well reserve was like this when it came out too. And yeah. they tried to incentivize everybody to play it. At least they gave people a bunch of quests. And at some point they'll downgrade the loot again. I'm they sure. probably will. Because it it it's it is basically almost every spawn there's like a high value spawn except for like near yeah. the, the rogues i guess but then i mean the rogues are high value in of themselves so i guess you can consider that i mean i hope that you know once they start implementing the found and raid trader with the sniper at the lighthouse you know that will draw sort of split the map more evenly because it does sort of like converge everyone north or towards that you said camp, but I'm I'm excited to, to play it, man, and and get some uh, get some fat loot, dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah. be shoving so many things up my butt. It's not even funny. I think the thing is that I want to play it with people, but I never play with people. If that makes sense, yeah. I think Lighthouse is much more fun if you're at least three. Absolutely, I could see that. And you play it, yeah, because it's mostly. It's funny. It's a really weird one because it's mostly a PVE experience. It's almost right, a right. sniper elite kind yeah. of map yeah. in some ways because you can approach it really slowly, really carefully. Obviously, you have other PvP going on at the same time. But if right. you're on there with a squad, you can have people providing proper Overwatch because there's yeah. enough cliff area where there's not stuff in the way. It's the only map that's really like that. I actually quite like that they added a map where... MOA matters, Balties matter, the distances yep. are too far for some of the crappy guns to work properly. You can't just snipe. And this new system means that yep. you want to use high calibers, powerful calibers, and people are using things like M700, and there's a place in the game for them, which is neat. And then because people are at range and the way that the terrain works, people are then having big, long sniper battles too, and it's valuable having those those guns. So it's cool, but I think I'm a bit scared to play it solo because you can't really clear the camp on your own unless you're unless you really know how the ai works to a t and then yeah. you're just there sort of abusing the ai and yeah. or really really you have to be really quite good and you have to know how everything works because you need to be able to win the pvp encounters and then beat the rogues and clear them using the specific mechanics that they require you to clear them with so i i'm not hugely incentivized to go as a solo because i know i will die a lot and i know i'll lose a lot of money doing it especially at the moment so that's why i, w I would like to go with a group but it's not really this just doesn't it doesn't really fit into what i'm doing you know yeah no for sure. i mean i'm also just progressing so it's like like i'm working on shooterborn right now i want to have that ready to be turned in so i can turn in all the sniper level ups like i forget the magic number i think it's sniper skill five yeah it's five for kappa so i i gotta load the moves on a bunch of times but <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting close, and it's. I hope it's a good time. I mean, I haven't. I did play some bear at the start of wipe, and it was pretty like, you know, 200 meters. It felt like 150 meters. These guys are just like shooting the MG at me, and it's like, well, you know, it's. It, I, I think they've adjusted since then. And I have seen. I saw one clip on Twitter that I commented on, but it was a bear and he was inside the rogue camp down by the buildings at, you know, the, and the, the rogues are on top of the building and the rogue yep. is actively trying to shoot him through 
the ceiling and through the wall because he's on the outside and the rogue's up top so the rogue's shooting down at him at the floor or the the metal sheets that he's on on top of the roof and then that would have to go through another layer of metal wall because he's shooting at an angle to hit the bear and then when the bear goes inside the building because he's he's confused doesn't realize it's happening you can see the you said or the rogue shooting down through the roof adding at him and some of the bullets are actually hitting him and it's like oh my god dude the freaking ai like this guy is wall hacking this <laughs> i think yep. which yep. i wanted to ask you have you mm-hmm. seen Ver? i assume not just because based off your divings into ballistics and whatnot. Have you seen Veritas's AI video? No, it is on my list of things to to watch. I didn't check. Uh, so the I absolutely love Veritas's stuff because yeah. he knows his stuff and he goes into extreme detail. His videos are not normally ten minutes long. Let me put it. Let me put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> I I didn't look as to how. Yeah, it's an hour and 18 minutes. Yeah. Okay, so there's... <laughs> there's I will 100% watch it. Right. It's not, a, it's not a throwaway video for me just to watch whenever. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, so, no, I get and it. And it only came out yesterday, so I haven't fitted it in yet. Yeah. But I, I 100% will, and I'm fascinated to see what he has to say. Although I feel like, based on hearing him on the podcast, I probably know most of what he's going to say in that video anyway. But it's going to be... As usual with YouTube, more more distilled down, more specific scripted, has a nice flow to it and that kind of thing. So it'll be good. It'll be good to to listen to. And I think it's nice to have something like that out there because rather than unstructured discussion, yes. like it generally is, it's good to have something pinned down that Absolutely. someone in BSG, Nikita, whoever can look at, watch, because they do consume various pieces of content. And if something is distilled in that way and thought through really logical, then it displays the issue more clearly than even than being live on a podcast or something trying to explain it live if you're a consumer of that content you know if you're not as familiar with some of the concepts you can always play it back or on youtube there's closed captioning i'm sure that probably is quite helpful i've told some people have said oh i'm not an english speaker on my my videos said i find it really difficult to follow you sometimes because you speak quite quickly and i always say well i'm trying to not linger too long i do i do speak quite quickly but there's closed captioning and your language will definitely be there i have closed captioning on all of my videos so you can watch it's i speak quite clearly as well even though it's mm-hmm. quickly and it always picks up unless some very very special technical terms but you'll get most of the gist of, yeah most of those terms will be tarkov terms you probably know what those terms are and then all of the rest of the english will all be translated through google translate and it's it's good enough it's pretty yeah. good to give you an it's idea pretty good. if you're watching a video in english you're already probably a, a decent at english to start with and then if you then have some of the well most of it 90 percent of it subtitled into right. your language too then it's probably okay so I'm, I'm sure that helps as well for for watching those kind yeah. of things if you were if i was nikita and i wanted to get low sure. down on whatever then you can put it there or play it back and put it russian on as well there's a bit of a hand so no, I think it's good. I'm looking forward to watching it. I actually didn't realize it was that long. I was expecting it was going to be something like 38, 42 minutes, something along those lines. But yeah, an hour 18, that's, uh, it's, that's a good one. It's a really good video. I Man, I'm like so envious of his ability to do these essays because like the amount of time it takes to write the script, to get to do the research, to build up the knowledge base, 
I can't even imagine, dude. And like I've tried my own endeavors and I I'm I'm a really bad about starting something and not finishing it. Kind of a character flaw. So um Yeah, I I, I just really appreciate the amount of effort that goes into. And it's so nice too because you as as you were saying, you know, in us, we do the podcast, Bear Tells the Podcast, and you just sort of like this free flowing, loose conversation, thoughts coming and going. Whereas in like this video essay form, you can really get to the nitty gritty and line out some details. And oh man, dude, it's so cool. That video is like I want to watch it again, honestly, because I feel mm. like I missed it is an hour long and there is, <laughs> you know, you can kind of like flow in and out of focus yeah it's and it's not i really dislike that veritas gets like a lot of hate or i shouldn't say hate but he gets a lot of hate (laughs) he gets he gets hate yes and that that's you know it's not i don't think any amount any hate is warranted but even the critics you know i just feel like it's not fair because in the video he essentially addresses some of the critics because some people and i've seen this too and it also really bugs me is you'll say okay the ai is bad or whatever let, uh, let's let's just use the example he used it was like when they did this change where the scabs are wiggling mm-hmm. right and they do these actions like they drink in front of you People were sort of like saying, oh, this is really cool. This is really immersive. You know, this makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. This is good design. Whereas now that, you know, fast forward a bit, we have VoIP. It is sort of weird that they implemented this because it was a player behavior that people did in order to communicate each other because we didn't really have amazing tools for communication. Right. So how do you uh, communicate intent? Well, the behavior that rose up was wiggling like it's just some weird like caveman like. Thing going, I don't know. And then so they put it into the AI. And now it's sort of like. Why is this still here? You know, it really doesn't make sense. It It's. It's not a, it's like a reaction from the devs to sort of make the AI quote-unquote better based off a player-driven behavior. You know, and it's like... People were critical towards Veritas about this subject. I I can't remember the finer details of it, but I just find it unfortunate that people are so critical of him that they won't even give him the time of day. You know what I mean? When if you just can like set aside your bias that you may have and like absorb the information, like he does a phenomenal job, man. Like he goes over the the fundamentals of AI and game design, and there's talks from GDC and everything. Like, yeah, it's a it's a great video, and uh, I can't watch watch yeah. it again. It's yeah, it's a it's a funny one that they. They add they add the wiggling thing in because players were doing it. Now players, to be fair, I actually have had situations still where player scabs will wiggle because some people playing player scab, and this is me playing player scab ninety percent of the time. 
I'm not really interested in voiping people and yeah. I'm doing something else and I'm running factory, which is normally when you see it. Two people meet them because it's just quicker than, hey, man, how's it there? And I'm like, no, yeah. look, I'm looking at this toolbox, you know. Mm -hmm. so, I find that people are still doing that. But on other maps, I do agree on other maps like customs that that should be. It, it feels a bit strange because the only time that you ever see people wiggling is on the AI. But it's one of those things where that should be part of BSG's general development and coding is a, a plan, a map of what went in, what, when and why it went so that you can say, OK, this has been added. This feature is now no longer needed. We're going to remove Wiggle because VoIP's been included. And that should be part of their process, really. So. But I, I don't know. It, that's one of those things where we've seen time and time again that there are certain uh, there are certain elements of the game that have not been designed in that way and not even just the game itself being designed but as in whatever framework they use internally to do the coding and the decision making behind the code is not necessarily the slickest process of all time I right. think that's pretty clear to say at this point even basic things like every time you add a suppressor you have to add it to every quest that's not really sure that's not really difficult but the way that they are doing stuff internally does seem to be slightly problematic in that way i i think anyway yeah i mean there i i would say maybe there's two potentially separate things one with like the suppressors being you know having a a parent instead of individually going through and adding it to each quest, you know, sort of, I guess it's like a, a very high level thinking process. And it's, it's one of those things I experience in when I'm doing some video editing stuff. And I, I have this way it um, visualizes applying effects is something called like nodes and you link the nodes together and you basically create a giant chain and you can merge chains together. And so if in like your, we'll say your foundation chain, I made a mistake and then I don't realize it till like, once I start doing something way down the chain down here, like, Oh, this is affecting that. So I got to go back and try to fix it. I can try to like fix the very beginning of the chain, by doing some really janky stuff and maybe it'll work, but it's very possible. It will break in another scenario or something else gets added. Or I could start from ground zero and do it the correct way. I should have done it. But ground zero is going to take a lot of work and a lot of like brain power because I'm just like, you know, exhausted. So I can kind of like understand relate a little bit. But the other thing is. With. It just seems like. Adding the wiggle was a reactionary thing and not like a well top, like a top level designer how do we want players to behave? How do we want things to, what's the goal, right? Instead, oh, let's make, let's, let's make the game more realistic. Right now it's not realistic. Let's make scavs wiggle. Let's make scavs drink food. Let's make scavs, you know, rotate or whatever. It's, it's, that's kind of part of the video as well, I want to say. And it's, it's great stuff, man. I, I, I don't want to, if you got any thoughts, feel free to say it, but I got another topic to jump to really quick. Sure, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, it's, 
it's a difficult it's yeah, a, it's 100%. a difficult one. It's a difficult one. I'm, I'm not opposed to them adding the wiggle when everyone was doing the wiggle, though. Personally. Yeah. I'm not super opposed to it, just because you would expect to see other players wiggle, so I don't mind sure. it being part of the AI in that sense, but it, the only reason why people were doing it was because of the lack of void, and now void's been added, it should go. That's my stance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've... <sighs> been seeing from bsg since i've been playing is it feels like they are playing a game of reaction and i suspect that's because there's so much pressure on them right when the mm. twitch drops happen and the big tarkov boom the servers come on fire how do we fix this how do we fix this um reddit's making posts about oh these darn scavs blah 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 they keep killing me blah they wiggle and kill me blah 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 they add scav karma in right the flea markets all, all it just seems like a lot of the stuff like inertia god how many times have how many clean rants have has clean done on, on inertia it's finally added to the game it just seems like all of the changes since i've been playing have been very reactionary with some additional stuff that they've been working on and i suspect they are always working on some big you know lighthouse streets whatever but there's like definitely what gets pushed to the front seems like what's the trending topic of today or the current time and i was watching nice guys and cleans chat i guess you could say about um tarkov's development the future tarkov what's to come and it's I don't know how to feel about it because there's so much stuff to come and there's a lot of talk from Nikita about finishing the game. What does that mean? Is that Nikitaism? Quote unquote, you know, did they, I mean, I suspect that they will release the game at some point, obviously, and there will be a smaller team dedicated Maybe not a smaller team, but a separate team dedicated to EFT and maintaining the the service of it and, and updating it one out. But then the the core team is going to move on to the next project, which is that Russia twenty twenty eight or whatever. That's that's my suspicion then. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's really hard to see that vision that they were describing because there was so much stuff there and then so much stuff. And I I can I guess maybe. I can only see like five feet in front of me, whereas maybe other people can see a hundred yards past them or fifty meters. I don't know the conversion, but it—I don't know, man. What, what did you see that video? I did. It was quite long. They touched on a lot right. of topics, and yeah. I have to admit, I wasn't one hundred percent paying attention for the entire thing. Sure, which. My fault, I was doing other stuff, but the broader, my general takeaway from the video and my broad stance on it is that I think that to expect all of the things that have been said will go into the game right. by 1.0, I think is wildly optimistic, personally. I, I dare say unrealistic. I think I think 1.0 will look very similar to what we have now. Mm -hmm. 
I do. <laughs> and I and we might have some other mechanics come in. I don't know in what order and how much stuff has been done in secret. Because we know things like airdrops have been work, being worked on completely right. in secret. Yep. So it's possible that we get some things like advanced movement and we know we're getting streets, we're getting terminal and those those types of updates. But I don't see... I see like some kind of first version of open world, maybe map to map, but being like it is now so that you go out of the extracts and then right. you have to then decide to go on to the next raid, that kind of thing. But it won't be open world in a sense that people think it will be. I think it'll be the maps as they are now with the extracts that they are now. Yeah. And there's a, some kind of system to traverse between those and some way of getting back to the stash, that kind of thing. I don't think it'll be that complicated. I think that's mm-hmm. all That's all I'm expecting for 1.0 anyway. And then I don't think it's unrealistic, though, to think that a good portion of the team will still continue with EFT for a while because they're going to need to continue to support the game while they build the next game. Right. So even if it was 50-50, I, I don't even know. I'm not sure what they would do in terms of staffing or anything, but... Mm-hmm. I still think it'll have decent support. And I think there's, given EOD was always supposed to be DLC and and that kind of thing, we'll have to see exactly what that means. But I don't think it's out of the question that we get some of these extra features after 1.0 and that those those things get added. But 1.0, from my, I don't know, not as... Not as detailed on all of this stuff as Nice Guy. I don't think anybody is. But from the way that Nikita speaks, which is what you alluded to, I just feel that he wants to get the game finished. He wants to get it rounded off. We get streets, we get terminal, we get start, we get tutorial, we get storyline line quests. We have a start, the middle and an end of the game. And then we have the open world game, which is more like what it is now. And that kind of finishes Escape from Tarkov as a, as a title for, for 1.0 release, in my opinion. I don't think it needs that many more mechanics, really. It just needs to have what we have now but tied together now, i think it's more important to focus on the storyline and that single player-ish kind of quest sort of whatever it's going to be so weird to and me. and the, and those two maps and then the talk of that we have now is the longevity content because that's the game that people play after finishing the main game and how those things will interact together i'm not sure but to me that's the important thing for releasing 1.0 and it right. sounds like nikita wants to get that finished but i still think we might get some of these other things that they talked about later on yeah, i think there's gonna be some cool so. stuff there's btrs and rocket launchers and the in-raid traders right. and whatnot i think all that i think we'll get all that by 1.0 but i don't know if we'll have two bosses per map i don't know if we'll have loads and loads of in-raid traders i don't, I don't know about that and there's some of the extra 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 advanced stuff i'm not sure about i, I don't that's i think this is i'm I'm pessimistic in terms of all of the fancy stuff, but I'm optimistic in that I don't think that the game needs a great deal to complete it for the satisfaction of of 1.0 with the story, the few other bits, and tying the maps together in some rudimentary way to start with. I think that would be good enough. If the storyline is is decent and the way that they want the progression to work with the traders and the map-to-map travel to work is decent, I think it can function in that way. I think it would work. I think it will work. So we have to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even now Tarkov stands on its own two feet pretty well. I mean, I would say for the yeah. average person, you could easily get two months, maybe three of good gameplay, good enjoyment out of the game. Well, it depends how you define enjoyment, but you know, <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's a pretty solid game. And 
I I agree with what you're saying. I I think those are very reasonable things. You know, the lot. Of, I think a lot of the stuff sounds like like adding all these types of guns sounds a bit like completionist. You know, it's like minor stuff. The open world things. It's it's a little bit bigger of a system. You know, this is a pretty big system, and I that's that's really what I'm curious to see is how they do these top level designs because you know you, you look at something like scav for example it's um it's a pretty solid design i guess for the ability to to play take on the role as a scav i mean granted back in the day you did have a secure container scav but maybe that's that's a bit of a law on the uh secure container design not necessarily the scab but anyways i that's that's kind of what i'm trying to say is it feels like what's drops happen bsg got shoved into triple a developer crunch time you know content 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 and then and really just like sort of reacting to the influx of players and all the problems that comes with that and i guess some of the systems that they were working on or had in place and it feels like they've been playing that game for uh, is, is it three years now like if, i think we're going on three years and i think that's where nikita may feel like he just wants it to stop you know like they're just constantly playing this game of reacting and then and, and, and yeah i don't because you got to think the game went from what was it like three thousand average players to like a hundred thousand concurrent like it was insane so it's just i i would i would love to just speak to nikita and just really see and try to understand what times were like before then and what they are now and sort of see what's all change and whatnot but yeah, I'm I'm sort of torn. I don't know. I feel that they have had to deal with a lot in terms of service stability, back-end infrastructure, and that kind of thing. And that's reactionary. That's true. But I don't think it can really be any other way. I think that's just... You get, the game gets big, and then you see yeah. what, what explodes, and then you fix it. From a content perspective, I think that's maybe a bit different. And I think it's 50-50. I think it's more 50-50. So things like Scav Karma, nobody asked for that, but they did it. Malfunctions, no one asked for that, but they did it. The ballistics range changes, nobody asked for that, but they did it. Inertia, everybody asked for that, and they did implement it. VoIP, everybody asked for that, and they and they added that. So those were things that I don't think Inertia would have ever really come about unless the player base had talked about it so much and the emergent player behavior of AD80 spam and stuff. That was never expected by BSG, and so they added that because the player base said that this gameplay is not good and mm-hmm. is counter to what you want. And VoIP again, we need more tools to be able to communicate because you said that you want us to work together, but we can't do that with the in-game hand signals and the voice lines. So 99.9% of the time it's kill on site, which is not what they want ultimately. So that's why VoIP has been included. So I think it's half and half from a yeah. content side, I would say. So some things, yeah, I think some things are, are reactionary, but I don't, I actually don't mind that in some ways because I know Nikita said before, we want to build the game that we want to build, but I'm always on the lookout for ideas. And even people who are saying 
leave Nikita alone, leave BSG alone, let them build the game they want to build. And he has said in the past, I distinctly remember, you keep giving us ideas, though, because the things that I think should be in the game may not always be what's perfectly right for the game. And I'm mm-hmm. always looking for new ideas. And for example, VoIP, we implemented it and it's great. And like, he never wanted it. It was very resistant. But over time, decided that it was a good idea and the community was right. So I think it's fine. I think, I think, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. It's from the content side and well, from specifically the gameplay side, I should say, I think they have to listen to the community on that because we're playing the game so much. And in some ways, I don't feel like they've added anything specifically that takes away from the vision per se. I think they've only added things that the community have asked for that add to the ultimate end product, like removing unrealistic and annoying chatty type gameplay that shouldn't really be there and, and VoIP and stuff. I think I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's fine. I think it, I think the reactionary yeah. stuff has happened in an okay way and the content they're doing their thing and then it's it's okay. I'm I'm actually fine with it, I think. Yeah. I think it's just it's just unfortunate how it went down because I do feel that the bit of the reactionary stuff does sort of drain on the team, whether it's server stability features that need to be added. I mean, can you imagine, you know, you're working on one project and then the boss comes up to you. He's like, okay, you need to stop what you're doing. We need to start working on VoIP because apparently everyone wants it. But now this thing's on hold and now you have completely, you know, scrap. It's like, put that in the junk folder. Now I got to work on this new thing. I'll see you in a couple of months, you know? Like that, I mean that maybe that's not at all how it went down, you know. Who who knows? But it's just it. I I just would love to see a new feature or a new. I guess I guess the ballistic system is that. I mean, it's a rework, but you know, yeah, a, a very top top level design. Okay, what's the goals of this system? What do we want to accomplish? How should it function? You know, instead of okay, there's a problem in the game. How do we, you know, inertia, for example. How do we fix it? Okay, this is how we fix it. Oh my God, there's a new problem. There's a bug with with AD strafing. Okay, how do we fix that? You know, I want to see the very big brain, the five head design that takes, you know, however long to, to implement. But just, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So? You got anything else, Gago? Oh, no, I think I think that's everything. I think it's everything I wanted to cover. I can return to my ballistics cave <laughs> for another week. <laughs> um, I did notice, I don't think this was in a note anywhere, but I saw on someone's stream that wrist visors are banned from the flea. Oh. Because it's, yeah, the wrist tee. So it's it's kind of a weird thing. The helmet doesn't spawn in raid, so you can only get the helmet from Ragman. But the visors do spawn in raid. But no. now they are banned from the flea, which is interesting because the Alton helmets, sorry, the Alton visors, are not banned from the flea. The helmet is, but not the visors. But the visor for the wrist T is banned from the flea. So it's like, why? I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's all. 
I would no. expect then the Alton visor to be banned at some point. Right. That, that would be, be yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because it's kind of crazy. I don't know if you look at the prices for those, but they're like 30k, the, vi- the Alton visors, which is because I think you can only barter for it for Ragman, but it's if you find an Alton in Raid, you can sell it to Ragman for 29k. So it's like at the the value mm-hmm. of that item has reached the very minimum people will list it for. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. Weird stuff with the economy. Yeah, that is weird. They've always been the visors have always been quite cheap. They have, those, I think, even in the past. Sometimes you see them in the fifty Ks, but yeah, I guess I guess you're you're right about that. Anyways, uh, it is an interesting one. I've not seen anybody wearing an Alton yet. Uh, I'm trying to think, I don't think I have either. Not not in my raids, anyways. <laughs> it's funny. We're entering that period, and this is going to be. Maybe a topic for I don't know in a couple of weeks, maybe a month. I don't know yet exactly yeah. when it's going to happen, but we're we're entering the mid game that we were concerned about. Right, and it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. We're we're getting there, and we're going to see because now people are level three ragman and level four ragman and starting to see pretty much everybody in their raids be level thirty to forty. And I'm starting to run some class five. I just keep getting yeah. shot in the face, so I've stopped again temporarily. But um, <laughs> but. We'll see because people are getting better rounds. Right. BP is coming back on the menu. I think I have access to BP again. Oh no, do you need Punisher Six for that? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, though. I think it's or maybe it's Punisher Five. Oh yeah, I need to complete yeah. that one. Uh, I'm probably going to do that tomorrow. In fact, on the stream, I've saved it up. I tried to save up Punisher because it's fun. You're going to do long range. Or you're just going to go to the meat grinder and factory. I'm gonna do the meat grinder. Oh, oh boy, we're gonna wow, do the meat grinder. Dude. I'm I'm doing a long range with Shearborn in Heaven. I'm stacking it. That's the plan. But I don't even know if I could do Shearborn in Heaven. We'll see. I didn't even bother last wipe. I, I didn't try. I didn't even try. So yeah. we'll we'll see. We'll see. But that should be fun. But I'm intrigued to see what happens Same. over the next couple of weeks because I think now we're entering, as I said, that critical period where we're going to start to see some of the bigger gear come out from people. And I believe Airwing put up a post about what level people were at. Mm-hmm. Um, that was maybe two weeks ago now. Or, or yeah. Maybe it was even just a week ago. But there was still quite a lot of people who were quite low level, which is never surprising to me these days. But I mm-hmm. think always surprising to a lot of people who say, oh, everybody's really geared now. <laughs> it's, this wipe's over. When's the next wipe? Because it's always always feels that way that you don't you never think about it when you're killing timmy over and over again but yeah. when you get shot by someone with an altar and you think oh this wipes over everybody's got loads of loot now i can't actually find his poll yeah i was trying to find oh wait i might be able to find it here because uh, i think when i looked at it i, I think it i think january a decent number of people didn't even have the flea <laughs> yeah which okay. i was quite surprised about so let me go and vote for mine. I'm a tryhard, apparently. So I'll, uh, yeah, I should be able to send this to you. I'll send it to you. Um, so it looks like uh, over half, if I'm reading this chart right, are, no, sorry. I can't do basic. Yeah, over half 
I can do basic math. 55% is under level 25. Yeah. And when was this? When was it again? Six days ago. So Eight. less Six than a week. Six days ago, okay. So less than a week ago, and half of the players have not made it to level 25 yet. Uh, How many people were under level 15? Sorry, half of the players have not made it to level 26. Be more yeah, accurate. level 26. Yeah. Statement. Yeah. How many people made a level 15? 34%. So 30, I'll, I'll read off the numbers here. So 1 through 14, aka Normie, is a 21%. 15 through 25, Hardcore Normie is a 34%. 26 through 35, Wanna Be Try Hard, 27%. 36 through 45 sorry i said i said that wrong the last number should have been 26 through 35 this one is 36 through 35 is a try hard is at 15 percent and then 46 plus go touch some grass is at two percent yeah so six days ago two percent of the player base had level 46 and higher which is almost nobody 21 percent of the players don't even have the fleet yet as of six days ago mm. that's mind-blowing to me by the way the a one in five players that you find in raid in general, not assuming for any statistical bias of the fact that you might run into more chads because they're not crawling around the edge of the map. That aside, <laughs> if you're loading into a raid, twenty percent of the raid that you're in, yeah, there's a statistically aren't even on the fleet. Yeah, that's um, kind of crazy. Which is cra- that was crazy to me. That was actually the craziest number. I was just thinking, yeah, it's always there's always a surprising number of people in that category. It's always surprising the number of people that you think are going to be. Higher, but there's a good proportion of people coming to the first time to Tarkov. I've done more stuff this wipe about not necessarily basics, but more loadouts and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have messaged on my on my videos this time, more than usual, saying, I'm new to Tarkov and these really help because you break down the whole yeah. load and you're not just talking about a gun, you're talking about everything. So I've tried to do a few more of those because there are a significant number of people who yep. are not that clued in with with EFT where they're coming to the, for the first time there's still lots of influx i noticed even on the reddit it was the i think the middle of last wipe there's they were celebrating the 500k on reddit and there's 750,000 people on reddit now subscribed to that EFT reddit so it's growing at a big rate on there and that shows there's more people there's still more people coming still more people coming to darkov every time we go yeah. to a big drop cycle you get summit and all the boys playing a ton of people come in and play people who didn't pick it up before or are now or for whatever reason so, yeah, it's it's. I find it very, very interesting. So I think that now that we're getting that influx of people through twenty six to thirty five and and up, mm-hmm. which is as of this poll, what were we saying? That was twenty seven, twenty nine, thirty nine. So forty four percent of players were twenty six plus. We're now getting into that point where we where we were talking about lots of people finishing Punisher. As Chad was saying, Punisher 5 for getting BP. We're going to see the divide start to appear because the free market restrictions are what is driving the player dynamics between 15 and 30, roughly. And then after level 30, it's all trader barters and trader purchases and that kind of thing. And we're going to see a high proportion of the player base using those more in raids and standing on everybody else who doesn't have it. It's going to be guys without the flea, guys with the flea, but no trader stuff, no no good trader stuff, 
and then everyone else after that. And once it gets to third, a third, a third, there's going to be maximum inequality yeah. within the player base, I think. And there's going to be a lot of people who are getting, getting stood on with meta builds. And it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic of the conversation change from 12-12 is the best wipe ever and everything feels right. so balanced. And I love the early game to, oh my goodness, the mid game has been completely destroyed by this. I was talking to someone else in one of my comments saying, it'll be interesting how we move forwards from 12-12 has arguably fixed the early game in an epic and amazing way, but has completely broken the the mid to late game Potentially, for the same yes. reasons as to why the early game is fixed. So that bit now needs it, tweaks without the first bit. But that's my that's my prediction anyway, but we'll see. But see, to me, that indicates that the fix you applied fixed one thing but broke something else in a different area. You're you're probably looking at it the wrong way. You don't you know what I mean? It's like Yeah, I don't know, without trying to put words together that my brain can't do right now it, it's i want to yeah i'm i'm with you though that i definitely want to see and i and i do think i agree that right you know when the wipe first happened of course rose rose tinted glasses it feels really good and i think the progression felt really good but i do think that as we get progress further and everyone sort of moves along and some people lag behind or come in late it's gonna feel really off dude it's gonna feel really really whack because man i'm i'm telling you dude i'm level 38 right now in former levels when i unlock ragman 4 i'm taking all eight or nine of my usec uh <laughs> trooper armors and i'm barring them for slicks every reset and uh, you know I'm gonna, I, it's it i'm gonna be running around thick boy thickums they can't stop me gonna... giga are you gonna run a helmet of some kind? Every, I just, every four hours. Um, I might. I just can't imagine well, myself that's, using that's level the, six. That's the interesting thing is I feel like face shields have gotten omega value this wipe, like omega yeah. value, and but the, I guess the common one or the the good one, quote unquote, is locked behind samples, right? Mm -hmm. Because it can go on the X-Fill, it can go on the TC-800, it can go on... It's the multi-ballistic visor, is that it? Yep, exactly. It, it can go on a ton of helmets, right? And it's Class 3, Ricochet Chance. Um, I just feel like it's got an Omega value, this wipe. And I've not been a face shield believer. <laughs> like, unless it's a Alton or a Risk-T. But this wipe, dude, like, I honestly, I really need to nut up and just go to labs and and grind out that uh that quest because i have black so I'm, i just need to do it oh nice yeah because i don't know if you can buy the sanitar key cards on the flea market as hmm. i don't oh, know the availability good. well i, I should know. say i should say the availability but anyways i yeah the <laughs> It's I, I can't wait to see how it turns out because I think you're right. I think a lot of people are have a bit of the rose tinted glasses and maybe can't see the potential outcomes of the changes given time and, and progression. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. With the full auto meta not being quite as strong, maybe it won't feel as bad. I don't know. People are less likely to get lasered down by meta enforce with fifty five A one now. 
So Such I don't surely. know. Maybe that's maybe that's better. Potentially, we 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 I will be watching and waiting for the outcome and watching the community discourse turn from I love the early wipe to I hate my life. I'm continuously getting kicked in the ass by level forty sixes with all the gear impossible to kill and I can't buy the bullets to kill them. That's what I'm waiting for. SMB's gone. Oh no, now I have to now the only option for me now is to use Magnum Buckshot. Yeah, pretty well much. Oh no, I'm blank. losing I'm losing four damage when they're, you know, ten meters away from me. <laughs> How much damage closing, do you lose? Closing comment regarding yeah, ballistic. We should wrap up. Closing comment regarding ballistics. Because Magnum Buckshot has 50 damage, the point at which oh. you deal less than 35 damage per pellet is about 110 meters with Magnum Buckshot. By the so, way, it is a long way. It is a long way. I'm going to be, I've never really been a huge believer in Magnum Buck because of the, the, re, the huge recoil. Right. But I'm going to be using it a lot, I think. Dang. So basically, Express is just dead. I think so. That sucks. I really like the Express. Same. RIP to the Homey Express. It does seem that the the pellets shot bug was fixed, though, because I was looking today and you can count nine actual pellets when you fire. Oh, okay, that's right. That's a I random remember, side note. So, remember that bug as well. Quite easy to hit them with two pellets. It's quite a tight <laughs> spread, even at long range. You'd be surprised, but I'd rather I'd rather have eight pellets that can all kill rather than nine where you have to hit two. It's the same yeah, with flechette. Going just, for aces with flechette just doesn't really right. work either. It's okay if they have a face shield, but I think Magnum yeah. Bucks is nice because it gives you that option to either aim for their face, and as soon as you see they're wearing a face shield or an Alton or something, you rush in at point blank and shoot them twice in the legs instead. You got that option there. Express can do that, but it's just not quite as good. You have to hit a lot of your. It's, it's still good damage, right? But don't get me wrong, but you don't have to hit anywhere near as many of the Magnum Buck pellets. But you have to deal with the increased recall. Uh, uh, I don't know. Tough. Not to mention that the revolver shotgun can't uh, can't malfunction either, by the way. Oh, so really? Revolver, revolver shotgun, no, because the revolver mechanism is not possible. There is no malfunction animation. So you can use revolver shotgun with the with Magnum and on single tap mode, and you can get some real accurate stuff going. It's cool. I'm, I'm doing some testing with that at the minute. It's, just, it's huh. pretty interesting. The ultimate scav gun. <laughs> Zero durability. It always comes right. back in and turn. Yep. I love for, it. Another, this is another time. <laughs> for another time. All right. All right, guys. We will wrap it up here, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Before I get Giga caught up in another ballistics discussion. Yep, and Stop me, please. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. See you later, everyone.